Hey everybody, welcome to the show. And today is gonna be a continuation of the origin story. Uh, last time I shared some memories from childhood that were instrumental in me uh, basically creating this podcast. So I wanna continue where I left off. I had shared some memories um, you know, from my childhood and I wanna fast forward to after I graduated from college. Um, and I had a really cool job uh, right out of college. It was an organ donation. If you're not familiar with that, uh, basically when the hospital identifies someone to be an organ donor, we were the organization that was called in to coordinate the, uh, er all of the organs going to the recipient. So we were called in and we managed that whole process. Uh, we were the people who would call a helicopter or a Learjet and then jump in with, you know, the heart and the cooler and go to the hospital to deliver, you know, the organs. Uh, of course, this was all with transplant surgeons and everything like that. We were just coordinating the process. So it was a, it was a really cool job with great people. Ultimately, I needed to be outside. Um, so I felt that yearning to be outside and I started looking and I didn't know, I didn't know, I didn't really know what I, where I wanted to go, what I wanted to do. So I started looking and looking, looking, and finally I came across this, this place in Nova Scotia and I called and it's the ad there was an ad in a magazine and it said something like, come to Nova Scotia, care for the forest, we'll show you how. And it was a real estate ad. But I read that and I was like, we'll show you how. I was like, wow, that's cool. And so I called the guy and he's like, yeah, do you wanna buy property up here in Nova Scotia? And I'm like, no. And we started talking for a while and, and then it came out and he said, we also have an eco-forestry school. And I was like, what? Wow. So, so we talked and long story short, I decided that that was the next thing I wanted to do. Um, so I, I actually got married at that point and my wife at the time, and I moved to Nova Scotia, basically packed up our stuff, put the rest in storage and headed out there, not knowing a thing, not having visited, not really knowing a thing about the place. So this is a picturesque farm on 150 acre property in rural Nova Scotia, uh, near a small town called New Germany. So, we get there and kind of pull up and we're like right in the middle of it. We got there and they were building the cabin that was gonna be our home, you know, for the next year or more. Um, so we, we helped basically finish this cabin and it was up in the woods and there was no power, no running water. All that we had about 30 feet away was a was a hand crank spigot. So that was how we, we lived for the next year. 
uh, it was quite a it was quite a shift it was it was getting used to something that we had never done before and we were when we got there in April they were finishing up the wood woodlot season and headed into uh, the summer season so the first thing that we got to do was meet the horses and I had never been around horses uh, up till this point and these are large animals so these are you know these animals are you know weighing a ton a piece so I remember walking into the barn and they were in these box these big box stalls walking into the barn and then you know right as soon as you enter the doorway there's Bob this this one ton horse and I walked in and I was like I was like startled you know uh, because there was this huge horse there and I it really kind of took my breath away. Uh, so we learned how to work with horses um, on the farm and we entered in the in the spring um, as they were beginning their their garden season. So they were creating this magnificent permaculture oasis. It was right on the lake on Wenzel Lake and basically they were planting an integrated permaculture garden that was full of fruit trees and berries and had you know herbs and annual crops and perennial crops so we you know that's where i first learned how to farm uh, organically and after that after the the farming season wrapped up we started moving into the wood the woods portion of the course and there we learned how to use a chainsaw, uh, how to work with horses in the woods, how to, uh, how to, how to yard lumber, how to drive horses through the woods with, you know, carrying logs. And that was, that was a, that was an amazing experience for a lot of reasons. Uh, we got to work with horses, uh, we got to work in the woods and it was it was just an amazing, an amazing experience. Uh, basically, I would go, um, go out in the woods in the mornings and work in the woods all morning, and then go back and get a horse, you know, after lunch, and then, you know, bring the logs up and yard the logs in the woods. So we were we were given coursework in in ecoforestry, sustainable forestry. Um, in terms of keeping the woodlot as a functional woodlot. So there were several kind of benchmark rules for that. Uh, we, we only cut as much as the forest grows in a year. So basically by the process of doing a cruise, you can estimate how many board feet are in a forest. So going off that, you can then estimate, you know, what the annual growth rate is for the forest. And we would never cut more than that annual growth rate. So I think in this woods, it was probably about 5%. So in the fall, we would mark trees. And one of the rules was never cut the tallest tree because every other tree around it is trying to grow as tall as that tree. So we never cut the tallest tree. And, you know, we needed to cut trees that were going to make good lumber, but never, we never cut, you know, too many trees from any particular area. 
So once those trees were marked, like I was saying, then we moved into the into the winter season and um, and into the woods. So that was that was a really incredible experience, uh, learning to live that way, and then learning to appreciate power and what goes into getting power and electricity. Um, you know, we were, we were living by candlelight and heating with wood and we did have a propane tank. Uh, so we could use propane for, uh, for cooking because cooking on a wood stove is, you know, year round is really difficult. So we learned to live that way for a year. And I can remember, probably our last week there, we put in a, uh, one solar panel on the edge of the cabin and that supplied a light for one kitchen light in the, you know, in the kitchen. And that was like, that was like the major technological advance. Cause now we could actually turn on a light and see in the kitchen, uh, without having to, you know, light any candles or anything like that. You know, living this way, our whole experience revolved around doing the farm work and then making and preparing food and, you know, keeping up the house. And that was really all there was time for. In the morning, you know, we would get up and do chores, collect the chicken eggs, brush the horses, clean the clean the wood chips out of the horses' feet, uh, shovel shovel manure, and then milk the cows, and then head up, have breakfast, go about our day's work, and then repeat the whole process in the evening. So it was a very, it was a very different lifestyle than what we were used to, and it was one of the most rewarding experiences in my life. So once that wrapped up, you know, it was time to move on, and we ended up going to another similar situation uh, up in the woods of New Hampshire. It was a small cabin in, uh, at a small farm homestead. And these folks, in a similar fashion, had built their house uh, on the land where they were, and they were, they were living a pretty simple life. They had, you know, so it was a small homestead with, uh, they had a couple of draft horses, they had about two or three acres of garden, and they kept... They kept animals there basically for their own use, animals and chickens. And we lived in a small cabin there, you know, again, with no power or running water uh, for the next six to eight months. So fast forward a while and we're basically running out of money because this whole farming experience uh, wasn't, you know, wasn't making any money. So uh, I decided I needed to get a, a paying job. Um, so I ended up doing consulting work for a while at that point. Uh, I got a job uh, with a great, great group of people. Uh, we, were, we were doing uh, studies across the country uh, re- that had to do with the, the environmental impact of uh, of agriculture to the, you know, the county or the state's economy, uh, looking at the cost of community services uh, across different land uses. Um, And that went on 
you know, I did that for several years. And at that point, it seemed like things were, um, things were progressing. And I, I was seeing, you know, getting back to the farm work, getting back to a farm, uh, you know, you know, because that's, that's what I always wanted to do. And at that point, um, I was hit with a divorce. Um, never would have expected it, but um, that's that's what happened. And I honestly, you know, I, I had no idea what I was going to do. You know, I no longer had a place to live. And I had no idea what I was going to do. And then I also found out soon thereafter that the funding for my consulting job was um, not going to be around for that much longer. So I was really up against it at that point. And I wasn't sure, I had no idea really where to go or what to do. And so in the next episode, we'll talk about what happened after that. So thanks for tuning in for today's show and we will see you next time.